Hey friends, welcome to the Weed, Seeds, and Beautiful Things podcast, a podcast that's not about growing marijuana or gardening, but is about living in radical faith and full submission to God. I'm sure glad you're here. The Weed, Seeds, and Beautiful Things podcast is hosted by me, Connie Lawson, and airs Mondays and Fridays on your favorite podcasting platform. Be sure to check me out on social media, both Instagram and Facebook at Weed Seeds and Beautiful Things. You can also go to our website at blog.weedseedsandbeautifulthings.com to leave your prayer requests or a comment and to read our blog whenever I write one, which is not very frequently because speaking is my jam, not writing. Anyway, I'm so glad you're here. Let's get this show started. Hey guys, Connie here. Welcome to the Weed, Seeds, and Beautiful Things podcast. Today I'm going to share a little bit with you about my journey to strengthen my faith. Um, It's just started to get kind of chilly in Oklahoma, not cold by any means. And so I am using this um, cold front, this minor cold front where it still gets to shorts weather in the afternoon, but I'm using it as an excuse try on this amazing little hat here. So I'm trying to usher in fall because I am not a beach bunny. So anyway, now that I've got that out of the way and explained my great attire, let's get into the word. So I was thinking, um, I've been in this season. It's been a long season. Some of you know what that's like. For me, um, the whole of this season has been more than eight years. It's been a long time. It started, um, where I pinpoint it beginning. I have different situations, different circumstances in my life where I can say, this is the beginning of this season. And then this started this season. And so for me, this season began when I was 28 years old. And that was when I started walking out of the past life that was riddled with mental uh, turmoil. And I began walking with the Lord on my healing journey. And so I am 38 years old now. I am looking forward to 40 because I figure by then I'll be a completely new person. But these past eight years from age 30 to 38 have been hard tumultuous times. There have been um, very often a crisis back to back to back with more and more crisis. So I've gotten tired so many times during these years. And today I want to encourage you about the confidence in the faithfulness of God that you can have. We so easily think that, and especially now in this day and age, we talk about the digital age and everything being at our fingertips, and it makes it so hard to be patient and to endure because we have this idea that as things in the world change or technology grows, that somehow that can fundamentally change how God works. Just because everything else gets faster doesn't mean that the Lord moves outside of his divine will. And 
sometimes his divine will is that we endure in these difficult seasons of life. And when I look back over these eight years, most of it was difficult. Most of it was extremely trying. But I can say with a hundred percent sureness and without question that it was worth it and that I have gained so much in the season of sorrow. And it was a long season of sorrow. So if you have been in a long season of sorrow or pain or turmoil, that is not the end of your story, but it is the most important part of your story. Because without without that part of your story, then the second part really has no value. Because we learn to value our own selves and what Christ did for us on the cross. And we learn to value Christ, who he is through our seasons of suffering, not apart from them. And a prolonged season of suffering doesn't mean that there isn't a good plan for your life, but the good plan for your life can't be completed apart from the seasons of sorrow. I'm a firm believer in that. So this morning I woke up and I've been doing um really, really good in making these huge strides towards walking in uh, just trust, total trust, that trust that, you know, we can, we have the trust and the faith where, you know, we can kind of um, desperately hold on to it and believe that God will work, but we're still anxious. And then there's this trust that sometimes we can enter into through the power of Jesus Christ where we have peace and it's unexplainable peace. And it's just where we have finally found that sweet spot of surrender where God is, he is got us and we know it. And we have no idea what he's got or how he's got it. We just know that he does. And so I've been able through the great grace of God, finally, after all of these years here in this little space of time that I'm sitting in to start walking in that for the first time in my life, I can say that I feel an element of peace in my day to day. And so naturally, because this is something that I have prayed for, desired, and not been able to attain for a long time. And I'm not saying it that it's my work, but I'm saying I haven't been able to be mature enough in my walk with the Lord to attain peace and the peace that comes from a true surrender. I've podcasted about it. I've journaled about it. I've I've sought after it in scripture. I've prayed for it. All of those things I believe were steps, but it hasn't been until recently that I've been able to go, okay, Lord, I trust you. And it's, it's in a new way. And I know that that trust was birthed out of just the consistent enduring in difficult seasons. It was something that was wrought within me over time. And that's part of the, of the importance of endurance. So this morning I'm feeling anxiety because the anxiety creeping up, the enemy telling me, you're not going to be able to keep doing this. You're going to mess up again. You're going to. And so I journaled, I journaled this brief thing here. I said, Oh God, help me to persist here in the unknown. I fear falling, but maybe even more than that, I fear standing still. 
Your word tells me that I can look boldly toward and into the hidden future reality because you, O Lord, are the all-knowing sovereign creator and dictator of all that shall come. You said you would take care of me and my family. So what this is essentially saying is I'm struggling with this fear of, of falling away from this peace that I found. And so normally in the past, what I would have tried to do is desperately cling on to the peace that I have found in the Lord through surrender. But today it struck me, don't waste time doing that. Don't waste time conversing with your negative thoughts or mulling over the lies of the enemy or giving him a good argument for why you know, you can do this and why it's going to be okay. Don't go to human reasoning for things of um, the divine unseen world, things that require faith and trust in God. Don't go to something human. Go to the word of God. Go to the divine word of God for the divine things of God. So peace and surrender are divine things from God. They're not things that on our own we can conjure up. They're things that are wrought in the struggles of life through an unseen faith in an unseen God. And so I went to the scriptures and I went to a very um, known passage in Hebrews and it's chapter 10. And there were certain verses that just stood out to me. And my, my goal was again, to establish what am I having my faith in and why? And so I know my faith is in God, but why is he faithful? What about him is it that I can rest on? What can I do anytime that there's these anxieties in, in my head or these lies of the enemy that I can't make it, that I'm going to fail, that this faith is all fake and I'm not going to be able to maintain my peace and that surrender is futile? What do I do? Where can I land? And so I read in Hebrews 10, I'm going to share some of the passages with you, not all of them, because it's a pretty decent sized chapter. So it says here in um, verses five through eight, it says, when Christ came into the world, he said, sacrifices and offerings you have not desired, but a body you have prepared for me in burnt offerings and sin offerings. You have taken no pleasure. Then I said, behold, I have come to do your will, O God, as it is, as it is written in the scroll of the book. When he said the above, you neither have desired nor taken pleasure in sacrifices and offerings, burnt offerings and sin offerings. These offered according to the law. So this is the first thing that he shows me. He shows me that he is faithful to take away my sins and he is faithful to sanctify me. And then down below, it says in, let's see here. Uh, in verse 11, every priest stands daily at his service, offering repeatedly the same sacrifices, which can never take away sins. In verse 12, but when Christ had offered for all time a single, a single sacrifice for sin, he sat down at the right hand of God, waiting for the time until his enemy should be made a footstool under his feet. For by a single offering, he has perfected for all time those who are being sanctified. So what this shows me is not only did Christ, Christ 
take the old covenant and render it useless. He provided through the old covenant, the new covenant, his body on the cross and his blood that was shed has the power to take away my sins. And then it has the power to sanctify me. It sanctified me at salvation, but it is also able to progressively sanctify me. And part of progressive sanctification is the growing in my faith. And the growing in my faith comes through the righteousness of Christ and what he did. And we also see that there was the old covenant of offering offerings, which was never enough. That's why it had to continue to be done over and over and over. But without the first covenant, we couldn't have the value of the second covenant. And so I look at our lives and our seasons of sorrow the same way. We need them apart from the seasons of Enduring the seasons of growth would have no value because the seasons of lack give purpose to the seasons of plenty and the seasons of darkness give sight to the seasons of much. So we need these seasons where we are enduring and we are going through it because those are the seasons that truly give weight and purpose and authenticity to what we believe and know about Christ. Then over in verses 21 through 23, it says, and since we have a great priest over the house of God, let us draw near with a true heart and full assurance of faith that our hearts have been sprinkled clean from our evil conscience and our bodies have been washed with pure water. Let us hold fast to the confession of our hope without wavering for he who promised is faithful. So he is pro- he is faithful. He is faithful to make the wrong things right. As it says in verse 13, that there is a time when his enemies shall be his footstool under the footstool under his feet. So that lets us know that there is a time that's coming. We have the assurance that the wrong things will be made right. We have the assurance that he has put his laws in our heart and mind, that he will forget our sins when we confess them, that we have confidence to enter the holy places. Back in the day when the old covenant was in place, the law There was only the high priest that could go into the place, the Holy of Holies. And, you know, I don't know if you've heard the story, but they would often tie a rope around the priest so that if he went in and did something out of order in, in the way that God had commanded these sacrifices to be done, he would die. Um, and, you know, so they would be able to pull him out with that rope because no common man could enter the Holy of Holies and being within the Holies of Holies had such a weight to it. But now through the death and the blood of Jesus Christ that was shed for our sins and the resurrection, we have the opportunity to come with bold assurance of faith into the Holy of Holies. It's just our it's our, it's there. It's for us. I, I, that's just excites me so much. So we have full assurance. We have confidence. This chapter of scripture lets us know that there is a godly confidence, not in ourselves, but in God. And that confidence comes through this 
faith that we, this faith that we have, this assurance that God is faithful. Faithful means he keeps his word. He doesn't lie. He doesn't stop. He doesn't change. He doesn't leave. He's not manipulative. And part of the faithfulness of God that we learn through seasons of sorrow is that he doesn't change. That, that to me is like, one of, if if not the biggest thing about the character of God is that there is a place that you can land and you can bounce every single thing off of it. And if it doesn't line up with the character of God, then you can easily discern what it, where it falls in your ability to, um, to use it or to bring it into your life and heart. And it says, Two more verses in, in verse 31. No, no, no. Pardon me. Verse 23. I want to read that again. Let us hold fast to the confession of our hope without wavering for he who promised is faithful. So if he promised it, he's faithful to do it. And that's all we need to know. And that leads us to the ability to submit and surrender because we can know that if we know Christ, there is peace in the unknown things of this life. And then in verse 35, And 36, it says, Therefore, do not throw away your confidence, which has a great reward, for you have need of endurance, so that when you have done the will of God, you may may receive what is promised. And then in verse 39, But we are not of those who shrink back and are destroyed, but those who have faith and preserve their souls. So we see that confidence is a godly thing, It's a God-given thing and that we need our confidence because our confidence in God is our assurance in him, which is our faith in him. And that has a reward. And we get that through endurance. And we have um, a special plan. Uh, The Lord has a special plan for us in the seasons of sorrow and darkness. So I want to encourage you to not be afraid because the Lord God will continue to take care of you and your family. As it says in Genesis 50, 21, this is a story where Joseph is speaking kindly to his brothers after they have done such terrible things to him and they're back in Egypt and they have finally realized who he is and they're terrified that uh, he's going to have them killed because of how they were. And this is what he says to them. No, don't be afraid. I will continue to take care of you and your family. And he reassured them, speaking kindly to them. Hold fast, friend, to the confession of your hope without wavering. For he who promised is faithful. If you get afraid um, as you are in seasons of waiting, seasons of sorrow, grief, darkness, depression, financial trouble, physical trouble, don't try to reason things out with your human reasoning. Don't try to figure things out with your human figuring. Go to the word of God and the faithfulness of the faithfulness of Christ and bounce all of your concerns and worries off of what the Bible says and who the Bible says that Christ is and then rest in that. 
It's an active step and God will honor it. Be sure to share this podcast with your family and friends and know that I am so thankful for my audience. If you would like to have me come to speak at your women's event or your youth event or your Bible study, um, church fellowship, do send me an email, refinedbyfire84 at gmail.com. That's R-E-F-I-N-E-D-B-Y-F-I-R-E, the number 84 at gmail.com. You can find me on Facebook and Instagram at Weed Seeds and Beautiful Things. Don't forget to listen to the audio version on all your favorite podcasting platforms or the video version of the show on YouTube every Monday on the Weed Seeds and Beautiful Things channel. And if you're watching this on YouTube, please hit the subscribe button and the like button. I appreciate it greatly. Shoot me a comment if there's anything you would like to see on the show, hear about, or if there's any uh, improvement or if you know of a guest that you would like to hear me interview on the show. I love taking guests. I hope you guys have a great rest of your weekend. I'll see you next time.